of the church and, and how the family fits into the church. But um, the thing of it is, is in every scenario where you have a group of people that are supposed to be coming together to accomplish something, there has to be a sense of purpose in that. There has to be something intentional. There has to be a direction. There has to be a direction. Um, you know, if, you, if you're just, if it's just like, if you have individuals that are just like rafts that are thrown out on the water and just blown with the wind this way, with the current that way, and just go the, the path of least resistance, what's that going to, I mean, that might be okay for a raft. You know, the implications aren't that big. But for a human being, there's huge implications. I mean, it doesn't take long for days and weeks and months and years to click by, and there's just a bunch of drifting going on, just a bunch of, you know, passing through, purposelessness. And it can't be that way for the family that God put together so as to serve him together. The godly family. Um, it was, a, it was kind of a popular term there for a while, the, you know, the purpose-driven church. And, and uh, you know, it was kind of a movement, and, and there was some really, the concept was great. And, and, and so, you know, as, as, as families, in our marriages, and if, if God gives children, and, you know, are we purpose-driven? Or are we just letting the days click by and just see where it all goes, just kind of see what happens? And the thing of it is, when it comes to human beings, you know, our default setting is to go the easy way, to go the way that makes it easy for our flesh, the self-centered way, um, the way that is just focused on getting what I want for that day. And if you have a bunch of family members that are just kind of reverting back to their, their, default, their default settings... That's not a recipe for getting anything done for God. That's a, that's a, recipe, a recipe ultimately for a dysfunctional family because you're not going to have any togetherness there. And so the, 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 the direction that we're going in this message today is to encourage you to be purpose-driven, to be purposeful, even maybe to have some sort of a purpose statement when it, when it comes to what you're involved in, and we're talking specifically uh, for the family. And we have people in various stages here, and we, we have some people that are newly married, that are, that are uh, going to be getting married, that have been married for a little while, have smaller kids, that are a little further down the road. But, you know, at any point along that journey, you can, you can, uh, you can refresh this, you can reset on this, or you can, you can purpose in, a, in just in, a, in an initial fashion to, to have some direction. And instead of being that, that wrath that just kind of drifts along wherever, you know, to get that, that boat pointed in a cer certain direction, um, to have a plan, and to put some energy into propelling that, right, uh, to where you want it to go, and to be intentional when it comes to that. And, uh, and look at uh, Genesis 18, verse 19. We know from verse 17 that it's the Lord speaking here. And the Lord had some confidence in Abraham when it came to this, this uh, uh, sort of an idea. The Lord said, For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him. 
Now, right, right there, we might cringe a little bit at that word, right? Oh, man, when you have this, uh, um, this alpha male that's, you know, controlling, and he's just giving orders all the time. But the, the idea there is that he is, that he's, that he's bold and confident in the direction in which he wants to lead. You see? And, and that's not a negative thing. I mean, it's really the, the spirit in which that's carried out um, that makes the difference. And, and so the Lord said, no, I, I know him. I know Abraham. He's going to set a direction for his children and his household after him. And, 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 and two key words there, it says, after him. In other words, he's not commanding his family to go in a direction in which he is not already leading. You see that happen sometimes, right? I mean, someone likes to give the orders, but, you know, and they're, they have all these expectations for the others, but they're not willing to set the example themselves. That's not real effective leadership. You might, you might, you know, you might be able to get by with that for a little while, uh, but it's not going to hold water over time. And so the Lord said, you know, I, I have confidence in Abraham that he is going to command his children, his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord. And the idea is that there's going to be a beaten path here. With this direction that's been taken up, you know, that, that path is just going to, they're going to wear that path out. They're going to keep on that path. And, uh, and, and, and it's going to be known that within our family, this is the path that we are going to, to follow together. And to give some, some direction to that and to give a vision for that. You know, well-known passage in the Bible, we've used this in regards to, you know, our church having purpose is, you know, without a vision, the people perish. Why? Because they, they languish without purpose, right? And nothing is built and nothing is established and, and there's no real uh, uh, vitality there. But it says, they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice. That's just to do what, what's right. And judgment, to have wisdom and discernment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. And so the idea was there that, that Abraham was very purposeful to lead in a direction that would be honoring to the Lord and that would be conducive to God doing what he wanted to do through him and his family. That's really good. You say, well, that's so basic. Yeah, but we missed out on the basic thing so many times, <laughs> right? And I don't know, do you, think, do you think our society could stand to be you know, challenged by the Word of God to come back some of these, to these, some of these basics? Yes. And even in the, in the church, you know, so many times it, it, we, we probably have a lack of intentionality when it comes to very important things that we're involved in. And so let's just ask the Lord to help us with, with this thought a little further here tonight. Lord, I pray now that uh, you'd help me to convey these truths in a way that would be helpful to us all, that would challenge families and individuals in our church, as well as, as these uh, principles can be applied um, across the board in many areas. And we thank you for your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Very well-known verse in Joshua 24, 15. Joshua said, as for me, he's going to set the example, right? I'll lead in this. I'm not going to ask you to, to go somewhere where I'm not willing to go. You can't really lead somebody to a place you haven't been, right? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now that, we, we've seen that on the, you know, uh, um, we've seen that on the walls of different uh, uh, houses and and. Um, cross-stitched and painted and, and all, you know, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And sometimes, you know, those kind of things, we see them so much that they're, they're so normalized that we're not really processing them anymore. 
Think about the implications of that. A leader who is purposefully set in the direction to say, we're going to spend our days and our weeks and our months and our years, we're going to spend our time together being purposeful to serve the Lord. Let's pour our lives uh, into that. And, and, you know, in that context, we know Joshua is saying, hey, there's a choice here. There's choices. You have choices in the matter. And there's options for you. What option are you going to choose? And are you going to choose to be intentional um, with setting a direction in that regard? And not just passing through. Not just passing through. Um, you know, whatever scenario you've signed up for and you've chosen to be a part of, you know, put your heart into that. And over the years, that's been, and I, and I, I hope that the boys have caught on to it, because I, I, well, one of, the, one of the things, I don't, uh, one, once a year, I give my boys a note. And it's on their birthday. And um, they spend, it's not a long, it's one page, and they spend hours on that trying to decipher my handwriting. But that's good. Because they really have to peruse it, you know. They really have to get into it to see what I'm saying there. And what I've tried to do in that note, and I don't know if they've caught on to it or not, um, but what I've tried to do is pass on my heart to them what my vision is for our family and for what they're a part of. And what I've tried to convey each time that I've written to them, generally speaking, is just something very simple. That God is worthy of our service. And that God is worthy of us doing things heartily as unto the Lord. Not primarily to impress men, but in order to please Him. And it's a very simple thought. But I've kind of watched, you know, between letters and the, and the years click by and the boys grow up. And as long as they're in my house, uh, you know... I'll continue just to give them these notes just to kind of challenge them in that, in that regard. And I watch in between, and it is amazing how good, bad, ugly, you know, that, that, that your family tends to follow whatever tone and direction you've set in the house. And that, that's not always a good thing, you know. They do, they do end up being a lot like you as parents. And uh, that's why it's so important to, to lead in that regard and to be purposeful um, in that regard. And I'll talk a little more. I don't want to major on necessarily, you know, what our purpose statement would be, even though I'll make mention of that. But I would like to just challenge us all to say, you know, when it comes to the family, be biblical and be purposeful accordingly to have a direction, to have a direction in that. And... Uh, you know, God didn't just put us here just to exist, did he? I mean, maybe every other part of creation is kind of that way, but not human beings. In fact, for Christians, what do you say? Occupy until I come. <laughs> what does that mean? Be busy about whatever it is your purpose is to be about until I come back. Have a sense of direction and plan accordingly and purpose accordingly. And, uh, and don't, let, don't let long periods of time go by without thinking what that direction is supposed to be and investing in that and praying uh, according uh, to that. And, uh, um, you know, live on purpose 
Live on purpose with the people that God has put around you. Uh, let's go back to Genesis 1.28, and we've referenced, you know, just the beginning of how God, the, the family was his genius and his idea, and we're doing this series on the family uh, here. And in Genesis 1.28, it says, Genesis 1.28, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And then he went on to say how they would have a dominion over other things that he had created. And so right there, what is he doing? With the, with the initial family unit, he's saying, I'm going to help you right here. I'm going to give you a purpose statement. You're the initial family, okay? I'm going to set this pattern from the very beginning to say, this is what your purpose is. This is the direction that I want you to think about. I want you to be involved in that which is going to be productive, Right? You're going to put some effort into it. You're going, to, you're going to act according to the vision that I'm giving you here. And God's vision is always towards life and vitality. I mean, the original purpose statement that he gives to the family here, it is, it is full of life, fruitfulness, multiplication, you know, working something for it to be productive, putting the effort into it that it takes for, 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 uh, for it to... to um, uh, to, to give, to give uh, some bounty. And, uh, and I just love that. I love that. And, and, that, and, that. and that tells me, you know, that the family is made to build together. Do this together, he says. I'm putting you together for these purposes. And you're going to find great joy in that. And you're going to find fulfillment. And be a part of something that's very important um, that I have given you a vision for. And so... I'm just thinking, look, if he did that with the first family, how important is it for us to, to do the same? To just think biblically, what is this supposed to be all about? And how am I investing in this? And how much time do we allow to go, to go by without thinking what it's about and what, what it is that we're trying to do? And praying accordingly, having some goals uh, set in, in regards uh, to that. Um, and uh, so, don't just survive, seek to thrive. Seek to thrive. Uh, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 6. It's another great uh, passage here as it just comes to, this is kind of a good homeschooling passage, really, and just really discipleship. If you think about it, you know, discipleship, is the task that Jesus left for us to be involved in. And so your family statement, whatever purpose you have for your family, it, it has to fit somehow within the discipleship model. What are you trying to accomplish there? How does this, how does this uh, um, fulfill discipleship? And here in Deuteronomy chapter 6, it says, Now uh, these are the commandments, the statutes, the judgments, which the Lord your God, your God commanded to teach you. And God's ways are good, and they're, they're, they're going to help us. They're there to teach us. That you might do them in the land whether you go to possess it. So that's purposefulness right there. God has given you some land to work. He's given you some ground to gain, right? That thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all of his statutes and commandments, which I command thee, thou and thy son, and thy son's son. You thought about that? Like if you're raising children right now, and this is hitting home with me, 
You know, I raised my grandson's father. Right? And my granddaughters. And if you have smaller children, you know, just think about the implications of that throughout the generations. And they say, you know, it only takes one generation. It only takes one generation when you're going to start all over again. But if you can pass on the vision in a continuous fashion from generation to generation, then that fulfills the ideal of God's plan for that direction. And that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all of his statutes and commandments that I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's sons, all the days of thy life. Look, this is going to be, this is going to be a job that's going to take your whole life, right? Your purpose, your general biblical purpose for what you're involved in, you got to stick with that. you got to work that thing. you got to be committed to that for the long haul. This isn't something you're going to be able to push a button on. All right, we're going to get the family together here. We're going to have family devotes, okay? And uh, in, th in, th in this particular devotion time, I'm going to tell you what our purpose for the family is. And we're going to sit down. We're going to get this thing. And I just want you to do this from now on. That's not the, the way this is going to work. I guarantee you. If you have the one-time speech to try to get everybody on board, and then everybody just kind of goes their separate way. They'll say, whoa, what was that all about? You know, Dad really gave it to us today. Um, look, you know, I mean, for a little while that might be something, but it has to be something that's worked on an ongoing basis. There has to be faithfulness to that. It has to be a long-term uh, commitment. And uh, that thy days may be prolonged. Hear, therefore, verse 3, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily as the Lord of the fathers hath promised thee in the land that floweth in milk and honey. He's just saying, God has some blessings for you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Now look at this. And thou shalt teach them, what's the next word? diligently. <laughs> you see that there? Now, you're not going to do anything diligently unless you're on board. Unless you're in, you know, you're into it. If you're just passing through, you're not going to do that diligently. You're just going to kind of, you know, hope to get it done somehow and hopefully it all works out. That's not what this is talking about. You know, for the world to do that is one thing. For, for, for the Christian, we understand God put these things together. He made us a part of it. He gave us stewardship in that. And it is required of stewards that they be found faithful, that they be diligent, right? And uh, you say, well, man, that sounds grueling and that sounds exhausting. Yeah, but you know, it is so worth it, is what the Bible is trying to tell us here. Um, to be diligent and there's great joy in that sort of purposeful, uh, uh, purposefulness. And so it says there, um, teach them diligently unto thy children. And this is the way it works. It gives us a little bit of a, of a formula here. It says, and shall talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And it's just saying, look, throughout life, it's full of opportunities to embrace your biblical vision, to communicate that, to point that out, and to be invested in it. Just along the way, right? That's when a lot of discipleship happens. Just along the way, just spending time together. And the philosophies, you know, they start to, to be communicated, and the values, what you value, and, and, and what you're about, and what you're headed uh, towards. And, and, and these are the things we just be diligently committed to along the way. 
And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand. They shall be as frontless between thine eyes. And that was part of uh, you know, Judaism there. But it was, just a, it was just things that would remind them on an ongoing basis what they were committed to. Thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house, upon thy gates. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he swear unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give, um, give thee great and goodly cities which thou uh, buildest not. And houses shall full, be full of good things which thou fillest not. And wells digged, which thou diggest not, and vineyards and olive trees, which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full. Thou shalt eaten and be full. And so it's just saying God is going to give great blessing as you, as you keep his ways. Except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that build it. Right? But Psalm 127 just really talks about the blessing that comes when we're acknowledging God in our family and letting him set the direction uh, for it. But then there's a warning here that says, you know, Okay, don't ever feel like you're out of the woods on this. Okay, so we kind of set a direction here, and, uh, you know, we're kind of together in this, and we've accomplished some things, and now we can just kind of rest on our, on our laurels. Once you've built to a certain point, you've seen God's blessing, you want to guard that thing then. Because you know the enemy is going to come after it, right? So what's the first uh, um, phrase there? Verse 12 says, Then beware, lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Then thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him, shalt swear by his name. And, uh, and so I like it uh, um, just through that whole passage there. Um, and uh, verse 20, it says, When thy son asketh thee in time to come, saying, What mean the testimonies and the statutes and judgments which the Lord our God hath commanded you? And, you know, when our children ask us questions, don't act like they're pestering you. Those are great opportunities right there. Hey, you know, when they're like, Six, seven, eight years old. They love to ask questions. But we act like they're bugging us. They're bugging us. And then we wonder why they're, you know, 13, 14, 15. Well, besides the, the fact they have like a two-year cramp during that age in their head. Um, but, you know, then we wonder like, later why they don't want to ask questions anymore. Because we weren't available during those times, right? Um, to, ask, to answer those questions about the Lord. And, uh, and you can go on, it says there, to give testimony about what God has done. And, you know, there is talking about in the scenario of, of the, the children of Israel. But you can give testimony of what God has done in your family. Hey, you know, these are the times. Remember when God delivered us in that way and God did that and, and God looked out for our family. And, and, uh, and so, you know, when you're, when you're pointing the boat in a certain direction and you're seeking to propel that a certain way, you're going to meet some rough waters getting towards where you're trying to go. And it's not just going to be, you know, floating with, with the easy way downstream. Um, and I found that having a general purpose as a family, you know, for our family is God's always worthy. It doesn't matter what anybody does or doesn't do. God is always worthy. God's always worthy to be served. The church is his design. We want to be a part of a local church. We want to be a part. God is worthy of that. We as people aren't always worthy, but God is worthy. It might change, you know, we might change locations, wherever God wants to send us, but never be disillusioned with the fact that God is worthy. Serve him heartily, energetically, enthusiastically, as unto the Lord. And, uh, and, and so, you know, there's been, there's been rough times where my biggest fear was that, that, that my sons would become disillusioned, that they would get 
you know, that, that they want to just walk away from the things of the Lord because they get discouraged about certain scenarios. Rough waters, right? But if you get the, the, the vessel pointing in a certain direction and everybody's on, on board to keep pulling that way because you know the goal is good and you know the direction is good and we have a vision for where we're going here. It doesn't matter what kind of waters there is, right? Starting to work together and navigate that um, because the, the, the purpose hasn't changed. The purpose carries you through times where otherwise you would just be prone to just giving up and just drift. It has to be that way. That's the way life is. And the life of a Christian is one of, of, of commitment to that, that process. Um, and uh, let's go to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. There's been a couple times in our, in our family um, experience where we have gotten together and we just kind of refocus on what the main things were. I say, okay, I know, <laughs> I know it'd be easy to be knocked off stride right now. And I know this is going to be hard, but let's remember these big truths here. Let's remember what we're about. Is everybody okay in that? You still all right? You still heading the right same direction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's keep doing it. All right. Let's go. Um, God, God, God will help us. God's with us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. And, uh, and that's what you know, Jesus said when he gave us the, the mission. Uh, the mission in Matthew chapter 28, it says in verse 18, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. And so Jesus is saying, look, I'm giving you a purpose. I'm giving you a mission statement. And as you let that mission statement drive you in your commitment and your purpose, I'll be with you through that whole thing. And there'll be times when other people aren't with you. There'll be times when you'll face opposition. And there'll be times when you are discouraged, you're hurt, and you're wounded by external forces, even by the, maybe the people that you thought you could count on. But remember, through all that, your purpose and your commitment isn't primarily to anybody except to the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're going to stick with the mission that he gave you, knowing that he is always with you, even to the end of the world. And I don't know about you, but that's, uh, that's really helpful to me, lots of times. Um, and so the purpose uh, uh, that Jesus gave us, it's a great example. And, and really, our purpose as a family needs to fit into that, that, uh, that, that great commission, that mission that Jesus left us uh, on there. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you, then you have to start to question everything. Because there's just so many options. You have to question everything. What do I mean by that? You have to always say, how does this fit the mission? Right? Is this what's going to help us fulfill the direction God has given us? How does this help that do it? How does this fit? Does this hinder it? Is this just something we could, could yeah, it, we could just be enjoy for at a certain level, but we're not going to let it take preeminence? And, and I'm not saying that I've always succeeded in, in these things. It's an ongoing thing. 
Um, you have to be diligent to always just question everything. And I don't have to answer for everyone else's family. Um, and now, as a pastor, it's a little different now because I'm concerned about everyone's family, and, and I, and I want to shepherd all the families. But as far as the primary line of discipleship throughout my life, it's been what God has put in my home. And I have to answer for that primarily. And so I just have to question, does this fit our, our... Look, it might be okay for your family. You have to answer for that. This is the direction that God has given our family to take, according to his word. This is our purpose statement, and this is what fits for us, and this is what we're going to stick to. Um, and, uh, you know, so how can we fulfill that, that purpose? And I remember when we moved from Maine to Pennsylvania the first time, um, the reason why we ended up doing that is not because we didn't, you know, like being in Maine or didn't like people the, the, where we were or anything like that. It's because at that time, for the purpose that, that God had given us, we had, to, we had to make that move. And it was a strange time. Um, and uh, we went down you know, there and found some land, and I started a business, and the kids were young. And it's funny now how, like for me, you know, when I think of my life, it's kind of been all over the place. But for them, most of them, when they think of their life, they think of those 14 years that were in Pennsylvania because that was right the heart of their experience as a child. And, uh, and now I'm grateful that we obeyed the Lord in that because that was the direction that he had for us that, that met the goals that we had set for our family at that time. Um, and, uh, it's, you know, you can't, look, once God gives you a direction, it's easy to second guess and it's easy to, to think, you know, well, what are people going to think? And, and, uh, uh, but if, you're, if you've prayed about it and God tells you what to do, you know, that's according to the goals and the purpose you have, go for it. <laughs> you just got to go for it. Um, and, uh, and God will honor that. Um, and so, um, when you get away from your purposes, having that general statement for what you're about as a family, when you start drifting away from that, it gives you a way to get back. It gives you a, it gives you a direction to get back towards. You understand what I'm saying? Because there will be those times, right? There will be those times when, when, uh, what you've articulated that, you're, that, that this is your purpose statement, you kind of get away from that a little bit, and then your attention is drawn back to that, but then you, ha you have that to go right back to. See, if you never have anything like that, and you're just here, there, and everywhere, there has to come a time when you sit down and say, okay, I'm not just going to pass through this anymore. I'm not just going to drift on this anymore. I'm going to say, look, this is what we're about. This is the, the, the vision God has given us. We're going to purpose accordingly, and we're going to be intentional um, by God's grace to, to get that done. And uh, uh, so let's go to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And these are, you know, very well-known verses. But just think of them in the context in which we're talking here now. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. <clears throat> It says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean out unto thine own understanding. So, Lord, we're trusting you. We're, we're, we're trying to get your understanding on how this is supposed to work, and then apply that. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. And so there's a path here that God wants us on. And he has pointed us in this direction. 
And how's that going to happen? We're going to have to acknowledge God in every area of our life. How does this keep, you know, is this going to keep us on this path? Is this going to keep us going in the direction that God wants us uh, uh, to go? And, uh, and pray, you know, pray. Um, one of the, probably the most neglected thing, things when it comes to, to, to the intentionality of a family is to pray according to that. Oh, Lord, I need you. Man, when it comes to discipling these young people, I need you. Just come in low on that. Be humble. You know, look, keep looking for truth. Uh, keep looking for help. Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain. Lord, I need your help with this. There's so much at stake here. The enemy's going to come after this, I know. Um, and uh, let's go to Colossians chapter 3. And we'll conclude Colossians chapter 3. There's been a main thought to this message. I know it's, I've kind of hammered it over and over and over again. But that was, that was intentional. I just felt like that was the approach I needed to take with this to just to, to get us to think about how important it is uh, to be purposeful. And uh, you're probably already there. Colossians chapter 3. And then verses 23 and 24. This passage and another passage. This passage is kind of the one that I always seek to, em to emphasize the truth of this. Is, is sort of the, the, uh, the, the purpose statement passage for, for our family. And I haven't always, you know, written this out or, or read this specifically with these words. But the, these ideas, I think, that, that will resonate even with my boys right now as they hear them. I've already mentioned a couple times in the message, but uh, it says, And whatsoever you do, whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord. Put your heart into it. Do it energetically and enthusiastically, as to the Lord and not unto men. Knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Um, and then a uh, passage that I, I write on, I think, all the letters that I give to the, to the boys um, and this, 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 in my mind, is probably the passage I think of the most as far as the purpose statement is uh, Psalm uh, 84. Psalm 84, we'll end with this, Psalm 84. <clears throat> I'm just sharing you a little bit of, you know, some of the truths that God has led me to. You can uh, pray that God will help you and your family to have some scriptures and um, some directional statements that come from those scriptures. But look at it, uh, Psalm 84, verses 10 through 12. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. It's a much better place to be. Just serving the Lord in some humble capacity, whatever it is, is a much loftier life than dwelling in the tents of wickedness. And the tents of wickedness are plentiful for young men and young women. And they always have been. And maybe more so today than ever. So we're just going to serve the Lord however he wants to use us. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. He'll protect us in that. He'll bless us in that. The Lord will give grace and glory. He will, he will energize us and, 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 and give us what we need to accomplish that. 
Then it says this, look, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. And when you purpose to serve the Lord and do what's right and beat those paths down, that's just the way that we go day by day. You know, this is the beaten path. Um, you know, God's not going to hold back from you. He's going to give you good things. I mean, he's going to give you that which is truly of his blessing from his heart that gives purpose and meaning to your life. And it's the way of no regrets is really what it's saying there. Um, o Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. And so there's a couple of passages that I, I have sought over the years just to be kind of repetitive on. And, uh, and you know, the, the goal is, and this is a... This is one of the things, you know, that when, when I saw this in each one of my sons, I felt a great relief and gratefulness to the Lord. It was seeing each one of them get to the point where I could tell that they had a personal relationship with the Lord, that they personally walked with God. That's a huge, that's a huge uh, blessing. Uh, I'm not saying that it's the relief of the sense that, okay, now it's, ah, phew, that's all done with. Um, but it is... It's that transitional thing where you, you bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord with a purpose and a direction, and then you see them from their heart choose to adhere to that. That's so wonderful. And then challenging them in that walk, okay, invest in that. Set a direction in that. Purpose accordingly. Be in God's word. Be a man of God. Become a leader. You know, what does that look like for you? How, what's that going to look like for your family? Now, I have four of my sons that are married now. They're, they're setting the purpose and the direction for their own families now. And, 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 and part of you know, that is going to be, I, I'm pretty confident, is going to be what they had as a direction growing up now that they can continue to apply from God's word um, as they articulate it in their family and the specifics of how they're going to articulate that. And so, look, as we talk about the family, you know, it's just good to just think about these things, basic things. To be purposeful, to be intentional, to look to God's grace, and to proceed according uh, to the truth. And uh, may the Lord uh, help us with these things. Lord, thank you for the attentiveness tonight. And